Welcome to my existential life crisis. This is a podcast about how pop culture helps me deal. I'm your host, Russell Heiss. And I'm your other host, Chastity Heiss. Hi. Hi. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, since like five minutes ago. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> here we are. This is the uh, our first, um, a first in a, a maybe... Who knows how long we'll be able to keep this little series up, but <laughs> our first in a series of uh, holiday movie comparisons. Yes. And the two movies we are comparing today is Love Actually versus The Holiday. One that I love and one that I hate. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't actually seen Love Actually <laughs> until you and I, mm-hmm. you, we watched it together. While we were dating. Yes. Was it while we were dating? Yep. So what's interesting about these two movies is, um, let's see, Love Actually came out in 2003, mm-hmm. and The Holiday was 2006. All right, I'm glad you have all the stats like that in your notes, because I didn't have that, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so close together. Close together. Well, fairly close together. Mm-hmm. I think that um, Love Actually came out, and the... Writer, director, um, I've got some funny notes on this. Um, <clears throat> the writer and director for The Holiday was like, yeah, that was a real shitty movie. I bet I yeah. could do better. <laughs> that was a really bad, um, I mean, we're obviously showing our hand here as to which one we hate. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that the, <laughs> she was like. Yeah, that was a really crappy movie about holiday romances, so I'm going to do it the right way. And it, yeah. And she did. <laughs> yeah, she really did. Uh, um, so funny, another statistic, uh, which isn't hard to find if you go to IMDb, is that Love Actually was written and directed by a man. Mm-hmm. Which we talked about last time. Our last podcast episode was about holiday movies in general. Yeah. And towards the end... Russell brought up the holiday, and that sparked um, this this episode where we are comparing and contrasting the two movies. Mainly because I went on a rant about how much I hate love, actually, <laughs> and we were like, "That is an entire podcast unto itself." Yes. So that is where we are now. Here so we are. we're going to start with love, actually. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We're starting there. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you lead. <clears throat> okay. Okay. And so I've got some great notes okay. on, on this. And I, I started handwriting them, and then I went over to typing. Because <laughs> I can type faster and neater than I can write. This is true. All right. So Love Actually, written and directed by Dick Curtis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a dick. Yep. It's rated R. Is it really? Well, yeah. There's titties in it. Oh, oh my gosh. Right. Right, 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 right. There's Frodo, a lot of titties in it. Yeah. Frodo's making love. <laughs> He's not. Well, okay, Frodo's making movie love. <laughs> okay, so it, this this podcast is going to go all over the place. And, like, we're starting off and we're already on a, a detour. But that scene, okay, you know what? We're going to back up. I'm not going to go into that scene yet about Frodo and the titties. Oh. Um, we, just hang on. I want to give a little backstory for people who haven't seen this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, please, please. You know, so 
the premise is that love is actually all around us, despite how shitty the world is. Okay, lovely. That's a great premise. And I will also have to point out that the cast is spectacular. Oh, yeah. This is an A-list mm-hmm. um, cast. I mean, we've got Alan Rickman. We've got Liam Neeson. We've got Emma Thompson. We have um, Colin Firth. We've got just, I mean, so... Kate Frodo Wins- Baggins. Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. Um, but why stop calling him Frodo? Because... <laughs> Um, it's not Frodo, it's Bilbo. Was he Bilbo? Yes, he was Bilbo. Uh, not Frodo. No, you're right. Yes, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I Bilbo. Know, I know. And now, because you keep saying that. that, I can't think of the actor's actual name. Martin, Martin. Freeman. Thank you, Martin Freeman. Love. All of the actors in it, I love. Yeah, Great. Even good. the ones that I've never seen before. They're all good actors. So you think, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. Look at this cast. And so the premise is... It's all these different relationships that are happening around the holidays, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. And um, what we're supposed to take away from this is that in the end, love conquers all, yada, yada, yada. Okay, but that's not what we get (laughs) from the movie at all. So um, we start out. Yeah, we start out with um, the vampire dude singing a Christmas song. (laughs) Bill Nighy, <laughs> another amazing actor. Yes, we start out with him singing a Christmas song. That's basically one of his songs. He is a rock and roll star who is well past his prime, but still wildly popular. And he has taken one of his hits <clears throat> and reworded it to be a super cheesy Christmas uh, song. And he tells you right off the bat, like, you know, he's just doing this to make money. Yeah. Like, he's just trying to make money. Yep. So. Honestly, he's the only character in this movie, not the only, the the only male character in this movie that I'm like, at least he's being fucking honest. But, like, <laughs> yes, true. I I, I really I, I respected that about him. He's like he's there is no guile. Nope, he is just straight up not here for your bullshit All right, and so, wants you to buy his bullshit. <laughs> that's right, and he says it very clearly. Literally. <laughs> um, okay, so Bilbo, like I feel like he was a good character. Just because he was, yeah, Martin a stunt Freeman. Cock. Sure, sure. You know, let's see. That's the thing. Okay, the what we're referring to is the fact that Martin Freeman's character, and I'm sorry, I don't know the actress that he is paired with. They are stand-ins on a movie. Well, you would think that it's a porno, but it's not a porno. They're not shooting a porno. No, they're just stand-ins. So he's not a stunt cock. He's not <laughs> doing anyone. But they are. And I call straight up bullshit. This is not how I'm not even in the industry. And I know this is not how you would light a scene. They keep putting the stand ins in for the actors and having them simulate sex so that they can get the lighting right for what apparently is a movie that's full of sex, even though it's not a porno. (laughs) Um, So at one point while they're standing in and, you know, a, a stand in is supposed to stand in the place where the actual actors would and they're setting the lighting for it. So that everything looks great on film. In no way would it make sense for him to fondle her naked breasts to right. check the lighting. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, well, so. So that's bullshit. <laughs> written by a man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yep. All right. So. Uh, so I did like. I did like. Um, I like Martin Freeman's character. Great. 
yes, and I think that his character is a fairly respectable character. He is. And kind and He's ends up genuine. crushing on the girl. He's He's shooting know. with his yeah. partner. Mm-hmm. And yes, and that is a it's set so weirdly that it is obviously very misogynistic, but it is his character and the actress who plays opposite him are genuinely likable characters. There's nothing wrong with them. What's wrong is the fucked up way that they're shooting their love story. Yeah. So, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, is, it is weird. Super weird. So, yeah, Bill Nye, the vampire guy. Mm-hmm. Love him. Um, is, is, like, unapologetically... An asshole. An asshole. <laughs> uh, and what I noticed was this was shortly after 9-11. Right, so it's yes. it's two thousand three, yes. right? And of course, they have to like empty all the pockets out there. There's some scenes there, uh, which is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've got down here, Colin Firth is great. Yes, he is, but we're not going to get to Colin yet because the one thing that I do have to point out about Bill Nye's character, um, I who is funny and refreshing because he's just so brutally honest. His character is brutally honest is there's a scene where he's being interviewed about this piece of crap song that he's just released three weeks before Christmas, by the way. Who releases a Christmas song three weeks before Christmas? But anyway, um, and the guy interviewing him on the radio, the radio host, asks him because he's so being so refreshingly honest, which is apparently unusual in these interviews, just starts, you know, he's like, you can ask me whatever questions you want. And the radio host asks him, who's the best shag you ever had? And Bill Nye's character says Britney Spears. And I'm like, come on, man. And then he goes, no, she was just rubbish. Just kidding. I'm like, really? You got to bring Britney Spears? Like, why are you bringing Britney into this? What does she ever do? Like, it's just. Maybe they did hook up. No, it's a super cheap, like, crappy way to get a joke at Mm. uh, the expense of a woman and her sexual prowess. Right. What the fuck, man? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. It just felt like a throwaway and, like, dumb. it certainly was a throwaway. And it, it really also, was. which I'm going to repeat many times throughout this, super misogynistic. Yeah. So that was actually 20 minutes into the movie. Right. <laughs> so they bounced between these stories. And yeah, constantly. I, I love this, um, this English way of filming multiple stories at the same time, kind of like uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I like that. Again, the premise of this sounds great. Yeah, the cinematography is fantastic, how oh, yeah. it's shot and how the story is told. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty, They're too. great, yes, it's, it's beautiful. Um, so let's see here. Uh, so Colin Firth's wife just died, and Nanny, Nanny McPhee won't talk to him. If I, uh, that's, uh, that's what I wrote down here. Emma Thompson's character is on the phone talking to Liam Neeson's character, and it becomes obvious that his wife has just recently died. But we're never given an explanation as to the relationship between Emma Thompson and mm. Liam Neeson. We don't know how they're related. Are they friends? Are they brother and sister? It never says so in the movie. Which comes back to the central theme that Emma Thompson is like the only person with any fucking sense in the movie because yep. she'll be like super stoic and very British and then she'll come up with this one-liner or this zinger or this sage piece of advice and you're like, that's Emma Thompson. I fucking love Emma Thompson. Yeah. But they don't do a lot of character development on her. She feels like a plot device. Like, yeah. here's the wise, the one wise woman 
that is going to, you know, keep us straight and tell us what we need to hear. And it just comes off so false because she's such a great actress. And I'm like, yeah, it just feels wasted. I agree. Well, I, I do agree because that little interaction there, they never go back to it. They nope. never explain it. Nope. And so like, that's why I wrote that down is like, uh, why, won't, why won't they talk? Right. So then we bounce to another story where there's the, uh, the dude who's like in love with all the ladies and just trying uh, to like find love, maybe just sex. Yeah. They, he doesn't really make a distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Like he's just the, the, the weird office dude who's delivering food. He's also the guy helping light the scene in the creepy, not porno porno. Oh, that's funny. I did not know that. Yeah. It's the same guy. Um, and he's just like stupidly hitting on every woman that looks at him. And he's uh, like, Colin yeah, is his name. Colin, his God, God of sex. Name. Yes. That's what he refers to himself <laughs> as. Meanwhile, he can't get a date. Um, and so he's just saying things like, Ooh, there's my future wife. And Ooh, hey, beautiful. Like, it's just like the yeah. super smarmy. <clears throat> well, that's how I met you. Yeah. But it was not the same. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. But so he is just convinced that what he needs to do to find a woman, it's not him, obviously. It's not his fault. It's, it's not English his girls. approach. It's that all English girls are dumb and won't fuck him. Therefore, he's going to come to the USA and find women all over the place. Obviously, there are beautiful women, women everywhere oh, yeah. who will obviously want to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. Colin. God of sex. Yes. Right. All right. So here we go. I've got uh, 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 moving on here. So uh, dude just said morning. My future wife. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kinda, I got written down here. So sexy. Oh, well, she's beautiful. I yeah. love Kira Knightley. I think mm-hmm. she's great. Um, I do not like this again. <laughs> and I got also written. I don't written... like the role they've written for her. No, no, no. You know. But I've also got like uh, Hugh Grant mm-hmm. is a sexy milk toast. <laughs> It's a sexy milk toast. Right. Well, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hugh Grant's right. kind of a turd. Okay. But then c- come back to Kira Knightley. You're just like randomly spouting off. No, no, no. Things. These are people that we see in, in like in the order of the film. And I don't remember. Like this, this these are introductions. Oh, okay. Got so, it. Like, All you right. Know, because that's what they do in this film is they. Sure. Okay. They introduce us to these characters. All right. So Kira Knightley, when we, but again, back to her, part of the intro is that when we meet her. It's her oh, that's right. wedding day. She's getting yes. married. Uh-huh. So that's how we're introduced to her. Yes. Okay. And then, the, like, the super awkward thing happens is, like, there's that, there's, there's like, the uh, her fiancé husband's best friend is mm-hmm. filming. Is the, he's filming as a friend, I guess, not in a professional capacity, because they have a professional mm-hmm. photographer. But he apparently has been filming like the lead up to the wedding and little snippets here and there of their life. And, you know, that's supposed to be a really sweet best man thing. And he arranges this, um, surprise pop-up band to like jump up and start playing after they're pronounced man and wife. And they're walking out of the church, which seems to be kind of sweet, but it's also like, I don't know, dude, you're sort of stealing their thunder. Like they're, um, all right, whatever. You arranged a secret band. No one noticed the trombones and saxophones hidden. But okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. But oh, we man. come to... Only in movies. Yeah. But we come to find out that he is um, secretly in love 
with Keira Knightley's character, the now wife of his best friend. And the way that he copes with this is by being a dick to her. He just, like, doesn't talk to her. Yeah. Doesn't really look her in the eye. And she's, like, tried to reach out and develop a friendship with him because he's the best friend of her husband. And obviously it's because he's pining away for her. So he just can't have a relationship with her. He can't have a friendship with her because he's madly in love with her. Which, how the fuck are you madly in love with someone that you don't talk to, you don't have a relationship with, mm-hmm. you don't associate with? I mean, we'll just go ahead and establish here that I am a firm disbeliever in love at first sight, so that's some bullshit. Yeah, so he is clearly lusting after her. Oh, and I just saw... He's a stalker. Colin, god of sex, walk into... He's catering. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's checking out Kira's butt, and then he catches um, the, the 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 best man filming Kira's butt. Oh right! Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. that was fascinating. Yeah, those two. There's so many like little weird subtleties to this uh, yeah. to this movie that's like yes. clearly uh, right. sexist. Uh yeah. Okay, um, so you said that Hugh Grant was a sexy <laughs> milk toast, which I find really funny because he definitely was like a quote unquote sex symbol. Oh yeah, back in the day, he's he's attractive, but he's a milk toast motherfucker. I just never got the attraction, but you know, to each their own. Like I'm sure I know there are women who find him very sexy, mm-hmm. and okay, cool, great. Never did it for me, and and that's fine. And his his character is this like young kind of, you know, brash, bumbling sort of new the new prime minister of England. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, <laughs> um, sure. And he's single, obviously. Yep. And he's getting introduced to his new staff after yeah. he has taken office. Well, you know this movie really well. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I do. Okay. I've watched it uh, three times, okay. counting the one that you and I watched the other night. So because then... I wanted to make sure I wasn't just being a bitch <laughs> like being cranky about it nope i'm not it's wrong on pretty much every <laughs> level so anyway yep. he's so, getting introduced to him staff to his staff and he gets to the third woman that he's introduced to who they never actually tell us what her job is they're yeah, like I don't know. here's your housekeeper and here's your natalie blah 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 and then there's and here's natalie and they never tell us what natalie does so I'm guessing some sort of personal assistant. I don't know. Yeah. But Natalie's cute as fuck. She's adorable. I like Super her eyebrows. Girl. I like everything about her. I think yeah. she's so cute. She's really nice and sweet. Um, also very down to earth. And she immediately says the word fuck in front of the new prime minister. And then she's mortified. And the rest of the staff is like, oh, my gosh. He thinks it's funny. And he's not bothered by it. So we're like, okay, maybe this will be a decent relationship. Nope. <laughs> All right, continue on. Who you got next? Well, <clears throat> Colin Firth's brother is sleeping with his wife. Oh, yes. Yeah. Colin Firth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have the the character Colin who thinks he's a sex god and is going to the U.S. to try to meet chicks. And then we have Colin Firth's character. Yeah, who I not think of his name. Um so that's where I really fall short on this movie is keeping the names of the characters straight because all I can think about is their actual names <laughs> because I love all these actors. Um, but his wife is or girlfriend or is she his girlfriend? I, I don't know. I don't I think it doesn't really matter. It's got to be his love interest. It's got to be girlfriend. Okay. Because, um, girlfriend 
Um, he leaves to go somewhere, go to work, whatever, and he comes back home and finds his brother is there at the house, <laughs> and he is sleeping with Colin Firth's girlfriend. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay then. Well, there's that shitty romance ending. I mean, we barely get to meet the girlfriend, only see her for like maybe one minute of spring I don't time. Think we see her at all. We just hear we, her. No, no, no. We see her at the beginning because he's like giving her a kiss and she's oh, like, get out, yeah. leave, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Yeah. Um. So yeah. there we go. So Colin Firth is now heartbroken because yep. he's been cheated on. So he's he, an author. He's an author. So he's going to go to some sweet little chalet in the woods somewhere in a French town where everyone there is speaking Portuguese instead of French, which is really funny. And he has a housekeeper who is going to help him at the house, which I'm confused about anyway, because he's a grown-ass man by himself in a little chalet. What does he need a housekeeper for? But okay, whatever. Sure. I guess if you got the money. Sure. They don't speak the same language, obviously. Mm-hmm. That would be too easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this movie is way too too all over the place it's to really review appropriately. So, it's so all over the I place. I think what it really comes down to, and I think we should just skip through okay, to, wait, to the end of this. We need one more. There's two more main relationships we need to establish. One oh, is Professor Laura. Professor Snape. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Three. Okay, so there's Professor Snape. Alan Rickman uh-huh. is married to Emma Thompson. Like, hello, match made in heaven. That is yeah. a great pairing. However, Snape's... <laughs> New secretary, assistant, whatever her job title is, is desperately wanting to fuck him. She is just flashing herself at him. She's throwing herself at him. She is flirting relentlessly, knowing that he's married. And he knows this is his quite young assistant. And he's married to Emma Thompson. And he is emotionally cheating on Emma Thompson with this young thing. So oh, yeah, that. that's right. He did cheat on her, didn't yeah. he? Well, he bought her a necklace. He yeah. bought her a necklace. I don't know that he slept with her. Well, the, I said emotionally cheating. Yes, which I think is worse. Worse. Um, so yeah. there's that relationship. Then there's Laura Linney's character. She is the one who oh, yeah. also works in the office with Snape. Snape is her mm-hmm. boss, too. And she apparently is in love with one of the other, one of her coworkers, like photographer or editor or something. Who she's never spoken to because she has a, well, barely spoken to, but not in anything other than professional manner. She's madly in love with him, though, but she doesn't want him to know her deep, dark secret, which is that she has a brother who is mentally unstable and is in a home where he is being cared for, like a long-term care facility because he has a lot of mental health issues. And... She feels responsible for him. So she, of course, then must be a spinster for the rest of her life and never have a relationship with anyone Yeah, because she has to care for him. And the final one is the kid relationship. Liam Neeson's son, who's precious and sweet, is being kind of a dick at home. And we think it's because his mother has died. But he says, no, it's actually because he's in love. And Liam Neeson wants to help him. He's in love with the girl at school who's the cool girl. And he thinks he has no chance with her. So Liam is going to help him gain confidence to impress this girl. Yeah. I really like that. Um, I like that. Where, like, his, you know, the dad 
gets to kind of like help the son mm-hmm. and it also helps the father yeah kind of yeah you know but but i think that's not real it's because not. That, a child of that age losing a parent right would not be interested I would not think that that would be an issue for him at that moment. And also, while it's sweet that Liam Neeson's character wants to help him, he also does some really, what I find very unhelpful as a parent, things. Instead of just saying, why don't you talk to her? Yeah. He instead is like, find out what she's into and you be into that too. So then this boy who's never played an instrument before in his life decides... He's going to learn how to play drums because <laughs> his homegirl that he really likes is the singer in a band and yeah. is going to be performing at their school talent show or winter performance. So this kid now decides he's going to learn how to be a drummer and play in her band sometime in the next three weeks. Because let's keep in mind, Christmas is only three weeks away, the beginning yeah. of this movie. Mm-hmm. Instead of him helping his son by saying, hey, well, if she's interested in music, talk to her about music maybe just talk to the girl instead of like recreating yourself to be something that you're not to try to impress her like yeah not the best parenting advice i would agree 100 percent um so my notes here are kind of really funny um well we were drinking while we watched it so i'm sure they are yeah i said galahad is the best guy in the movie which is colin firth Galahad. <laughs> that would be a reference to uh, the the Kingsman. Yeah, the movies. Kingsman movie. Those he are plays great movies. Yes, plays a character called Galahad. Um, no, I love Colin Firth. He's great. And um, Hugh Grant is dancing through the house <laughs> because he's super pumped that like I don't know what that he won or whatever. Yeah, like whatever it is. Right. And I'm like, where are all the speakers? In the house, like, what so are you listening to? Clearly, like, he doesn't have headphones on, <laughs> and he's dancing through like this entire mansion, right? Right, that is likely not wired up with speakers in every room, room. says the audiophile. Yeah, um, well, yes, and the fucked up thing about the, the Hugh Grant prime minister and Natalie relationship is that she works for him. And he's finding himself attracted to her. So what does he do? He fires her. She loses her job. Yeah, and that's not okay. No! Also... It's also highly illegal. What else is not okay is Pirates of the Caribbean chick... (laughs) You with these nicknames. (laughs) ...goes to the dude's house who's crushing on her. Okay, so Keira Knightley's character, yes. ...wants this, like, video that she's been seeing him recording, Mm -hmm. and he's just, like, a total voyeur. Yeah. And wants to watch this for himself. Not okay. Right. But she goes and, and and chases him down the street and gives him a kiss. Wait, you're confusing two scenes, though. We are confusing two scenes, okay, but I'm kind so of, you know, yeah. like. Well, it's all the same. She goes to his place, looks for this thing. He leaves. Or she leaves. And then, like, he goes to the house to do okay, something. Okay, let's have some clarification. All right, you clarify. Yes. She goes to his apartment or house or whatever because... She wants to see if there's more footage from the wedding since she has seen him with a camera in his hand a lot. Yeah. She wants to see what he has and he tries to keep it from her. She sees the thing, the video labeled with her name on it and they watch it 
together. Super creepy. He's standing in the background freaking out. And then yeah. she sees He's that. He's embarrassed. The, He's humiliated. As he should be. Yeah. And she sees the whole video is just her. Like, it's mm-hmm. just her. And then it dawns on her, whoa. And he tells her that he has feelings for her, that he's in love with her. And then that 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 ends, right? Well, then the other thing that you're referencing is towards the end of the movie, he goes to her house where she lives with his best friend, yeah. married. Yeah. And he does the stupid thing where he's holding up signs. Oh, that's right. That say oh my how gosh. he feels about her. And he's like, tells her to be quiet and not let husband know that it's him at the door. And then without saying anything, he moves the placards and lets her know how he feels and that, you know, it'll just have to be enough. And, you know, plays this big fucking martyr role, which is total bullshit. She doesn't owe him anything. And he leaves, walks off in the snow. And then bitch chases him down and gives him a kiss. And I'm like, what? What kind of message does that send? Uh, a very confusing, conflicting, unhealthy it's not okay. one. None not of that okay. is okay. Yep. None of so it. So the more I watched this movie... The more I was mad at it, uh-huh. and the more I tried to find the good things in it. Yes, yes. Well, and there's enough good sprinkled in this pile of shit <laughs> that you can easily like this movie in spite of its crazy flaws. Well, and it's a hugely popular movie. Like it is an unpopular opinion to not like this movie. I know so many people who love it. And a friend pointed out to me when we had said that we were going to do this and I hated this movie and we were going to quote unquote review it. A friend of mine pointed out to me that there is an author who I really love. Her name is Lindy West. And she wrote the ultimate takedown of this movie. So Mm. after you and I watched it and we had taken our notes, I went and read her takedown and boy, is it good. Um, So if you are interested in reading a really good scene-by-scene destruction of this movie, uh, Lindy West is really good. So and it did make me feel good that some of the things that I had I have already said, yeah. Lindy had pointed out to. And I was like, that's right, girl. You're totally right. Yeah, I mean, I, I my notes are here, scene-by-scene. Um, yeah. I've got uh, some funny things here. Uh, is Snape Clark Griswold. <laughs> Snape and Clark Griswold. What I don't the know. hell? I don't know. It's a note. I wrote a note. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. No Mr. Idea. Bean. Like Mr. Bean, he's in this. Okay. Yes. Mr. Bean is in it. He sells Snape the necklace that he buys for yes. the little tart chicky. You know this. Like, I, I totally <laughs> forgot why. And then um, I think Martin Freeman's nipples are crazy misshapen so we can be nipple bros oh martin freeman Mm -hmm. pick on his nipples and i think and i've got written down this is the best story the portuguese woman and galahad okay so i do i like that love story it's really cute and he goes and learns portuguese and like woos her but also here's my my other gripe about you just saw me take a deep breath Yes. Okay, go ahead. He likes her because she is cute and 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 shy and somewhat bashful, but that's because she doesn't speak English. And so while yes, she's pretty, but like he doesn't know her. They don't know anything about each other. No, he they don't. knows that she's pretty. Yeah, and she knows that he is a bad driver and that he's an author. 
That's all. So yeah. um, I would disagree strongly with that being a sweet story because that is just all. I like the sweet crush. I mean, that's what I like about it. It's the crush. Okay, but it's, it's, the it's more than a. To... Yeah, but it's more than a crush. He doesn't. He learns Portuguese enough to go fucking propose to her at her oh, real he job at her, her family's restaurant. Mm, okay. And she says yes. I didn't know so, he proposed to her. Yeah, you must have missed that part. I missed that part. Yeah, so it m- could be sweet for them to be crushing on each other. There's nothing wrong with being attracted to one another, which they clearly are, and that's fine. But you cannot tell me that you are in love with this woman in three weeks' time after you just got cheated on yeah. enough to track her down and propose to her, and she's going to say yes. Bitch, you have never actually spoken to one another yeah you don't know what nothing. she's into nothing nothing, nothing. yeah nothing all right so let's let's so. let's move down the line here a little bit <clears throat> um the vampire I've, I've got written down here vampire loves his manager with crazy blue jeans so like yes bill nighy yeah. yeah um he uh so i thought that he was in love with him but instead What's really cool about this is that I think that that little story arc yeah, that is was one of cute. the best story arcs. That one is. Because while he is, like, clearly, hey, man, I'm a piece of shit. Like, I just <laughs> drugs and money and, like, give them, mm-hmm. give them to me. Mm-hmm. He chose to go hang out with his manager. Well, I think he realized. So he kind of treats his manager like shit throughout yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. And because he's the cool rock star and Homeboy's just his manager. So... He he treats him like crap. And then I think at the holidays, when Christmas actually gets here, he realizes, fuck, um, I have really been an asshole. And the person that I genuinely do care about and is my friend. And I need to go let him know that. Yeah. So he's a jerk. But then he redeems himself, I feel, and goes and talks to his manager. And they hang out. And they're buds. And that's just a sweet, platonic, like... Yeah. Um, romance, if you will. Yeah. And that was that was nice. It's it's great. You know, I think that they wrapped up these stories well enough for people to be fooled by right. this yes. movie. But there I think aren't that really that many happy endings in it. Though. There there are not. Um and I have to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh is this a Christmas movie? Uh yeah, it is. No. Nope. Unfortunately. It's not. Why isn't it? It is a bunch of bullshit stories yes. that happened around the holidays. Right. And we've discussed this. What makes something a Christmas movie? So uh, I'm going to say it leans so heavily on the Christmas premise, though, that that makes it. doesn't make it a good movie, but I think it makes it a Christmas movie. It might be balancing the scales okay, of maybe. Christmas because I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Okay. Well, we don't really learn any good lessons from it, which is something I like no. to have in my Christmas movies is some sort of lesson. And, I mean, if we go through the relationships, the only healthy relationships at all. So, okay, the only healthy relationship that ends up developing is a friendship between the little kid and the girl he's crushing on. So her family is moving on Christmas Eve. They move back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to get to see her. But he shows up at the airport, breaks a whole lot of rules, um, yeah. which oh, that's, I, I, that's have, oh, I have a hard time. Yeah, like, I have a hard time being okay that with, with that. Um, and manages to catch her at the gate, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And they see that they like one another, whether it's just friends or whether I mean they're like ten, so mm-hmm. who knows? 
Um, and then we see later on that their families have gotten together and they're hanging out like a year later or something like that. So, okay, that is a happy ending. A friendship developed there with this little boy and the girl that he had feelings for. That's nice. Yeah. But, and then Colin Firth proposes to Portuguese girl and she says yes, so they're going to get married. But again, I think that's super unhealthy. And... Oh, I've yeah, also got... none of the other love stories. Yeah. Um, well, wait, Hugh Grant does get together with Natalie, but again, it's just super weird and unhealthy. Yeah. The way that they that it has developed. And it, they might be able to salvage something out of that relationship. Yeah, sure. But nothing else really ends happily. So what the fuck? Laura Lenny doesn't even get to have sex with the guy that she's lusting after because of her mentally ill brother, which is like the biggest stretch. I've at like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. I think they chose her because she always looks like she's on the verge of a breakdown. Of crying. She does. Yeah. She does. And that annoys me about her. I can understand that. That character. I, yeah. There is something about, there's something about weakness. Well, it, it, just that she looks like she's about to break down. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like all of the characters, all of the women characters in this are just treated like fodder for the men. They are just plot devices. They might as well be fucking scenery. Emma yeah. Thompson is the only interesting one. And again, she is the one who gets cheated on. She gets, you know, played for a fool, even though she's well aware. She sees her husband flirting with this woman, and she calls him out on it. But, you know, we don't know how their relationship goes. Kira Knightley's character, we don't know anything about her other than she's cute and wants to be friends with mm, her husband's yeah. best friend. Laura Linney, we just said, is a total fucking mess. Um, yeah. Portuguese woman, we don't know anything about her except that she's making fun of Colin Firth for not being able to speak French or Portuguese. Um, who, what other women are we missing here? The, um, chick that Alan Rickman is like his secretary. All we know about her is that she's horny. Um, Martin Freeman's girlfriend. She's sweet. But again, none of the women get any sort of character development. They're just fucking scenery. And it pisses me off. So perhaps, and just from a guy's perspective here, mm -hmm. maybe this movie, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe this movie is, maybe this movie could be, I can't even do, I got nothing. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> I appreciate yeah, so. you trying. It's clearly written from the male gaze. Well, yes, the and male I was going to say that. male perspective. Well, yeah, that, well, that's what I wanted to say was from the male perspective for the male perspective but how often are quote unquote or movies that are built as romances geared towards men it's not meant to be geared towards men that's the thing there right he's not trying to make it appeal to men he's just an asshole who is seeing things through his gaze and through his eyes and therefore obviously the way that he sees women is as objects yeah because the men some of the male characters at least get some character development. Bill Nighy learns some lessons. Little boy character learns some lessons. Colin Firth fucking learns a foreign language. Like, we see them learning and growing, even though it's usually for the wrong fucked up reasons. But the women get 
nothing. We get Emma Thompson, who's, again, awesome, but comes off as very flat because her role is so stilted and limited. Yeah, I agree. All bullshit. Right. So Love actually is actually bullshit. Yeah. All right. It's a crappy movie. <laughs> it is. Wrapped in a bow. Yes. Sold as mm-hmm. a holiday movie. Okay. That's really not a holiday movie. Okay. I am. I agree. It's not a Christmas movie. You're no, right. You're it's right. not. It's not. Gremlins <laughs> is more of a Christmas movie than this movie. Correct. Correct. All right. Okay. Hang on. All right, next up is The Holiday. We love this movie. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I never get uh, tired of it. Whew, ooh, I had to run to the bathroom, so a little, little out of breath. Um, uh, the, the Holiday, you introduced me to this movie. Mm-hmm. Written by a woman mm-hmm. in 2006. We mm-hmm. already talked about this earlier. Right. And I really do feel like, maybe not, um, maybe this movie was in production far before then. Because you know how this stuff works. It's I know. A holiday I know. movie. Right. But I like to think that she was like, Love Actually is a bullshit movie. So I'm going to do a good one. <laughs> I'm going to go make my own yeah. uh, space station with hookers and blackjack. <laughs> well, we clearly see in this movie that was written and directed by a woman that the all of the characters have growth. All of them. Not just the male characters. Not just the female characters. All of the characters yeah. in this movie have development. So I'll go through our cast really quick. We have Cameron Diaz, um, who is a movie trailer producer, is her um, job in this movie. That's her character's role, Amanda. And then we have um, Kate Winslet, again. <laughs> um, was she in the other oh, one? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I said she was in the other one, but she wasn't. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I was totally wrong on that. I guess I was just thinking about her in this role. Um, Kate Winslet, who writes for a newspaper, Mm -hmm. um, and she's lovely. And then we have Jude Law, who is Kate Winslet's brother. We don't find that out right away. And he's handsome. He's so handsome. Um, And then we have Jack Black, who is funny and handsome. He is great in this movie. He is amazing in this movie. Um, So those are the four main characters and then there are supporting characters but um the premise of this is that cameron diaz and her live-in boyfriend who are in la um she finds out he has been cheating on her they've been together for a while yep wait 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 what i got i got okay all right so the movie opens okay i was gonna introduce the characters but go ahead oh wait do your thing well i did you well, I was going to, yeah, no, you're fine. Go for it. I like what you're doing. Do it. Oh. So it opens with Kate Winslet talking about love and then crying over her ex. Yes. Crush. What the flip is he? Both. Both. He is her ex because they were together, but surprise, he cheated on her. Yeah, he's a smarmy looking <laughs> Oh, man, he's got such yeah. a punchable face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just want to yeah. punch him. 
And uh, what what really bugs me about this little opening scene is that she is clearly infatuated with him. Clearly. We don't know their story yet. No, we don't know why. Yeah. After you watch it and you know their story, then you're more mad at the fact that this is <laughs> yes, happening. Yes. Yes. So she gets him this like first edition book of whatever it is. We don't know. Yeah. And he's like, I got you a gift, which is bullshit. He didn't do it. Because he didn't. He didn't yeah, do it. He didn't. Um, and she gets a nice, and I'm getting note, written notes here. She gives thoughtful gifts. Yes. And then he's engaged with somebody else. Right. Like after he goes in and yes. flirts with her. He goes in and flirts, gets his Christmas present. They're chit-chatting. And then we, 30 seconds later, he is being announced as being engaged to one of their coworkers, who coincidentally is the person that he cheated on Kate Winslet with. And Kate Winslet, they oh, I didn't have know that. yes, they have remained quote unquote friends, which means she's just hanging. Kate Winslet is just hanging in limbo. He's stringing her along. He doesn't want to let her go, even though he's marrying someone else. He's been with this chick for like two years now, oh my God. and he's been stringing her along. Yeah. So she'll try to pull away, and then he'll reel her back in. And so he's just an ass all the way around. Yeah. And she is head over heels in love with him still, which is heartbreaking to watch because her face she's such a tremendous actress too that her face like we've all had that face where you're just like pining after someone mm -hmm. and she's trying so hard to hold it together and still be cool and funny and be her normal self meanwhile her heart is like ripped in two yeah and this smarmy asshole knows it he totally knows it and he's yeah. pretending like he doesn't know it oh i fucking I'll hate be, him I, he he's the guy that wants all of the toys yes. and yes. she's a toy right 100 there's a emotional he doesn't want thing her to but it. doesn't want anybody else to yeah. have her yeah, yeah. i think <clears throat> those of us that have been in relationships that we knew weren't going to work out but still wanted that companionship it's it's a real feeling it's a real thing that happens and yeah if we can understand and not manipulate that yes then yes. or not not consciously but not allow our subconscious to manipulate it well it's really most yes. people don't want to do it consciously no and it's easy to fall into patterns yeah. you know coming from both sides of the relationship it's easier to fall into those old patterns that feel comfortable than to change sometimes yeah. whether they be healthy or not mm -hmm. okay so there's so now we've got richard gear cheating on <laughs> richard gear yeah, uh, Cameron's not, boyfriend. It's not Richard Gere. His name is, uh, it's John Corbett. Yeah, well, he looks like kind of a weird Richard Gere. Okay, kind of. Yeah, so he and Cameron are together. Amanda, her name is Amanda. Um, they are together living in this gorgeous house in L.A. She's wealthy because she's worked really hard and mm -hmm. has this gorgeous home and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, she's yeah. a super type A workaholic married to her job, like, you know, cranks out work at an insane pace and he feels neglected and left out, which I can understand. That's not a good feeling. However, communicate. Yes. However, he cheats on her. She, with his secretary, with his secretary. She knows about it or she thinks she knows and she finally gets him to admit it. And then she punches him in the face, which is awesome. Yeah. I love that scene. But, um, yeah. So then she's decided, okay. Fuck this. <laughs> I'm out. I'm, I'm taking not, a vacay. I'm taking a vacay. And her um, staff members are like, wait, you never take vacation. She has literally like never taken a vacation since she's been working in this field because she never felt like she could. So she 
goes online looking to find a place to take a vacation. Where can I go far away from L.A. where they still speak English? <laughs> England. <laughs> Easy. Home Exchange. It's yes. a legit website. Yes. So she goes on Home Exchange and she sees, guess who? This Kate Winslet's house. Cute little cottage. Precious little yeah. cottage in the English countryside in Surrey. Surrey. And they happen to both be online at the same time and within a matter of minutes they have because they both need to get the hell out of their towns because Kate Winslet is heartbroken over homeboy getting married and not yeah. telling her by the way that he is engaged to Chicky Poo. That's not okay. Nope. Well, so we need to talk a little bit about her before this uh okay. exchange yes, happens. Before the exchange happens. So yes. she's super bummed. Oh my gosh. Getting ready she, to put yes. tea a kettle on the the stove and she leans over and starts inhaling the gas yeah like she's like so she distraught that she's like maybe i should and then she wakes up and realizes what the fuck no no i'm not doing and then this. princess fiona saves her <laughs> with a little chime you are killing me with these other movie references as nicknames i love it <laughs> keep doing it it's great so yes she is heartbroken yeah. over asshole De devastated i mean seriously devastated not okay and she wants to get the fuck out, too. And so they, ding, goes the computer, and it's Amanda, Cameron Diaz's character. And they quickly arrange a house exchange. Like, they hit it off online, you know, and it happens really she quickly. Says, and tell she me says, there's no men yeah, in your like, town. And she says, zero. There are zero men. But she forgot. Okay, hold that thought. Hold that thought. So they arrange the exchange. How soon can I get there? And they said, tomorrow. So both women pack up their shit, buy their plane tickets, take flights, you know, take care of all the arrangements. Cameron Diaz shows up in England and Kate Winslet shows up in L.A. Yeah. Um, and Cameron travels kind of like me in a way. You bring right. a couple books you're never going to read. Yes. Like, But she brought, brought like stacks right. of books because her idea is that she wants to be totally alone she mm -hmm. just wants to be she away from she people. Does. she thinks she does she wants to be away from people she wants to be by herself for two weeks and just like find herself and reconnect with herself yeah. and which lasts about 12 hours before she's climbing the fucking walls because she's too <laughs> too type a to be on a vacation by herself yeah and kate winslet shows up at her at cameron diaz's house and is blown away because it's like a fucking mansion. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's gorgeous. Locked gate. Just, I, I mean, it's a stunning L.A. home. And she is mm -hmm. just giddy. She's got a pool and she's got all these movies and the bed that's like insane. And so she's just giddy and like super happy to relax and get the fuck away from douchebag back in D-Bag McGee. I uh, think that's what I wrote his name down as. You should have. D-Bag McGee. That is what he will be known on from now on. <laughs> known as from now on i'm not kidding that was my nickname for him <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> so so yeah um so we already in this in like the first 15, 15 minutes. minutes of the movie mm -hmm. have characters that are well-defined and developed <laughs> and are already trying to make changes so we have two interesting characters and you want to know how are these vacations yeah. going to play out what's going to happen Okay, I tell you what's going to happen. Jude Law is going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, Jude Law and and Jack uh, Black. Nacho Libre. Yes. <laughs> Nacho. Yes. So, Nacho Libre used to work with, or or I'm sorry, does work yeah. with Cameron Diaz's ex, the one that cheated. 
Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He's a composer. Right. So, so he, he shows helps up writing yes. the music and her or trailers. the movies. Right. Yeah. So he shows up at her place, not knowing that Kate Winslet's going to be there. Oh no, wait, he does because he he knows because he's there to pick something up. Uh, he oh, doesn't no. know that she's gone. Right. 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 So he gets to. They, he gets there thinking he's going to see Amanda and pick up some of Homeboy's possessions that he left when she kicked him the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And instead he meets Kate Winslet. Well, he's there with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. yeah. love interest, who they've only been together like five or six months or so. And anyway, he and Kate meet, hit it off as friends. Like they're both charming and funny and sweet. And so, you know, they there's hit it n- off. There's no attraction. No, I mean, like, it's just like nice. Um, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And he's like, yeah. obviously with someone and she's obviously not looking for anyone. Yes. So yeah, it's just a platonic, like, great. oh, nice to meet uh-huh. you. Yeah. Which is realistic. Thank you very much. Because yeah. she's healing and he is with someone. Right. So, so he's not going to be looking at this no, other person no. with wandering eyes. It's not creepy. It's just like, mm-hmm. nice to meet you. Let yeah. me get the stuff and we'll check, you know, I'll we'll check back in because she wants to double check with Amanda. Make sure that. Make sure this is legit. Right that's okay. Which yeah. is also a very realistic talking point. Like, and You know what else was really great, though, was Nacho's reaction to that. Was okay. Was cool. I'll come by tomorrow. Yeah, sounds Instead good. of getting, well, like, my boss is going to be all pissed off if I don't pick this up right now. So, no, he left without putting up a fuss. Yeah, like a normal fucking human being would do. We, we should hope do. Should do, I think. Should. You're right, because most people don't. They don't want to be inconvenienced <laughs> right. with that L.A. traffic to drive all the way across <laughs> right. the valley yeah. all back over again. Sure. All right, so, so enter... Dude face. Which dude face? Dude face. Dude law? Yeah, him, um, Watson. Um, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes reference. Got it. Okay. So yes, check. He's shit faced. Cameron Diaz is awakened by banging on the door of Kate Winslet's cottage. Mm-hmm. And she's Goes got her downstairs. pants tucked into her socks. Yes, she it's is, cold. She's in her jammies, man. She's got her yeah. you know, her yeah. jammies on. She's cold too. Right. You and don't tuck your pants in your socks unless you're cold. This is true. So she <laughs> opens the door and finds very inebriated, very handsome Jude Law standing mm. there. Mm. Right? Yeah. Break me off a piece of that. So I'd snuggle. He, <laughs> I think I've got something written in here that I would love to be the big spoon or the little spoon. You him. said that the last time when we talked about this in the last podcast. Did I? Yeah, you did. Oh. So that's why you're remembering that. I'll take it. Yep. So anyway, he, she is like, um, hello, who are you? I was told there were no men in this town, and oh my god, you were really good looking. <laughs> and she's like trying to straighten herself up and like, oh, very unexpected. And he introduces himself, apologizes. So he is Kate Winslet's brother. And generally, if he is at the pub in town and he gets shit-faced, he crashes on his sister's couch so that he doesn't have to go all the way back home. Well, he doesn't know his sister's out of town because she just left and tried to call him, but he didn't get back in touch with her. And again, this was a spur-of-the-moment thing, so he has no idea that she's out of town. And anyway, he comes in. They chit-chat. He's not but so drunk, like, because... Yeah, I don't think he's like... He's not... Because he drove there. Well, and he's able to carry on a normal conversation Correct. with her. He drove there, unlike the cab driver who dropped her off. <laughs> who would who not drive down the lane. Yes. To drive down the lane. So, anyway, one thing leads to another, and Cameron Diaz propositions him and says, since I'll probably never see you again, 
and I'm probably going home tomorrow because I can't stand being here by myself, I think we should have sex. And he's like, um, wait, is this like a trick question? Again, his response, yes, like two consenting adults, absolutely. No reason why they shouldn't. But again, his response is so not creepy. He's like genuinely, of course, intrigued, but he talks to her he's not just like hell yeah let's do it like he responds to her and they talk and they kiss and then they're like oh let's try that again and it is like a natural natural progression of two Mm -hmm. people who are like you're hot you're hot probably never gonna see each other again okay let's do it fine why not there's absolutely no reason they shouldn't Mm -hmm. so yeah which it's actually kind of cute because then the next morning they don't think they're gonna see each other again but he's really intrigued by her and says hey if you decide, change your mind, you decide to stay, I'm going to be at the pub tonight having dinner with friends. I would love for you to join us. Yeah. Iris. Iris is Kate Winslet's character. Yes. Iris. I have that written down. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack Black's character is um, Graham. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Jude Law's character is Graham. Okay. Well, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> what One thing I do have a bone to pick with yes, is, um, so he came in threatening he was going to pee all over the bushes. Right. Unless she opened the door. Right. Which as a dude, if you got to pee. You just pee on the bushes. You pee on the bushes. Just do it. Right. <laughs> well, really maybe she's it. fussed at him. His sister has fussed at him for doing it. Before. She's tired of him killing her flowers. Correct. So he goes to the bathroom and he goes to the bathroom way too fast. Like he legit goes in. <laughs> And turned around and comes turns out. Turns comes back out. I mean, like that, like, yeah. Yes. Okay, so yes, his name is Graham, and okay. Jack Black's character's name is Miles. That's what I was, I was getting those two confused. Yeah. Um, so. so yeah. Oh, wait. I love. And another, another correction. The guy earlier that I said was, was John Corbett. It's not John Corbett. It's Edward Burns. Is okay. that actor's name. Regardless. Right. He's a douche. He is, he is. And we don't see him but for the first, you know, little bit, and then he's gone, thankfully. What I really liked about that whole interaction was was her confidence in saying, I think we should kiss again. I love that. Like, Oh, little, yeah, she little, was super um, confident. But it, it's, it's fun. It's cute. It was very fun, and it felt natural, and it felt like, um, it felt very realistic, mm-hmm. so... But also, like, I've also got written down here, I suppose that completely detached sex thing would be easier to bring up in that situation. Yes. But not right. a dude. Dudes can't say that. Well, yeah, and that was the thing. He, I... He didn't initiate it. it. No. It was great, but but if a guy were to say something like that, it's clearly going to come off as creepy. Absolutely, yeah. because there's a, there's a threat there. There's right. a, a danger there. Yeah. And for her to initiate that, and mm-hmm. and also not in a crazy aggressive way either. Like, she says it, like, presents this idea, and is kind of waiting for his reaction. She's not just, like, throwing herself on top of yeah. him or, like... Oh, yeah. It was really... That, that was very It was fun. actually kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was totally fun, and it was really sweet and sexy. I was like, yeah. ooh, oh, they're going to... Look, these two hot people going to mm-hmm. do it. That's cool. So you kind of, we talked a little bit about this when I was saying that he might've been shit faced, but you're mm-hmm. like, well, but not so much. Like, how is he not hung over in the morning? Which is what I'm saying. He wasn't yeah. all that drunk. No, I don't think so. No. Um, and then why is he so tan? Because of his um, heritage. Yeah, really? Yes. Well, That's okay. my guess. I don't know. Yeah. He, also is got su- written down he is super tan in this movie. That is, he is very so good sincere. Point. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love I love his sincerity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the direct banter between them. Yeah, it's you clear know, it's, chemistry. Yeah, it's really fun. Right. Uh, it's there's definite chemistry. Now he wants to call her. Yes, and now even though he has said his life is complicated, and she has told him clearly the next morning, I am not looking for anything. Mm-hmm. I am terrible at being in love i'm terrible at falling in love i can't even cry like i'm just not emotionally available yeah and he's like okay cool got it all right so even if i wanted to get your number and she's like nope there's no point so uh, again interesting characters and he tells her that he's like you're one of the most interesting women i've ever (laughs) met within like 10 minutes he's like because she's saying things that are very unexpected she's just very upfront i like that that was that was you were very refreshing, very direct. There was no guile. There was no game playing. No, it was. Yeah, I don't do that. Just shit. clear and direct. You told me what you wanted or what you didn't want, and I really appreciated that. It was very refreshing. All right, so um, I've, I mean, my notes. We're moving faster than my notes, but I've yep. got down here that uh, D Bag McGee mm-hmm. called her, mm-hmm. yes, asking okay. for advice advice on his book, and and this yes. is the this is the. Uh, um, this is the Iris character. The Iris character's mm-hmm. um, ex dude who yes. got uh, he's he's D Bag McGee, not D-bag, Richard Beer. No, D Bag McGee is the one who Jasper. Yes, Jasper. Yeah. Oh, what a what a what a dick. Oh yeah, no no no. He's yeah, a no, no. That was dick. that was after she was she was like sleeping. He called okay. her and yes. woke her up. Yeah. Well, yes. No, he didn't call. Okay, yeah. She he was did. she's in California. Right. She's in California, mm-hmm. but also. She is like refreshed and happy and feeling good. And then you can see the light leave her eyes and see her change and see her go from happy and refreshed and like starting to enjoy herself, which she hasn't in a while. He calls and instantly she sucked back into that anxiety and and depression. Mm -hmm. It's you see her literally shrink, like the way she moves her body in. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, bless her heart. She does. Such a good job. Oh, yes. Yeah. And um, so he has called because, of course, he's used to having his puppet around. Mm. And he wants her feedback because she does editing for him sometimes on this story that he's writing. And he talks her into letting him send her the pages of the story for her to edit. Which was a huge mistake because then he has her address. The address of where she's staying, which is yeah bad. But... Uh, so I've just got to mention that the soundtrack in this is phenomenal. It is wonderful. It's really great. Really we've got, good. We've got, uh, the killers, Jet, Dido, um, mm-hmm. uh, probably it's more. super well. Yeah. Very, very, What's very fun. What's also interesting about that is that Jack Black's character, Miles, is a composer and yes. is a musician, which is great because Jack Black is a musician and also, um... You know, his character in this movie is talking about the importance of movie music and the music that is on soundtracks. And so I thought that was a really cool tie-in, and it was great that the soundtrack for this movie is awesome. So yeah, we get to their characters, and the next-door neighbor, Cameron Diaz's next-door neighbor, is this little old man named Arthur. Yeah. Well, Kate Winslet. Iris meets him. She sees him walking around with a walker with his nurse, and then she sees him again, seemingly lost in their neighborhood. Because he's he's pretty old. He's in his 
upper. He's be in his eighties. High eighties, perhaps early nineties. Yeah. He's old, and um. So she sees him out wandering, and because she knows that he lives next door, she finds him and and helps him get back home, and they strike up this conversation. And because she's just so effortlessly nice and charming, and he's this precious little Jewish man, they hit it off and start talking. And she's like, would you like to go to dinner with me tonight? Like, I would love to, you know, I'm here by myself. And and he was like, "Uh, yeah, that would be great. And she finds out that he has been a writer in Hollywood since the golden age of Hollywood. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And she's fascinated. And they have this wonderful dinner out at a nice restaurant. And they just are like, chat, 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 chat. And he is very, he may be older, but he's very sharp. He's very keen. Yeah. And he picks up on the fact that she has a broken heart. And he's like, I love this line, love. And this moment is so pivotal to her character. She's complaining about Jasper and how she's heartbroken. And, and he goes, well, obviously, <laughs> Arthur, the little old man goes, well, obviously he's a schmuck. He let you go. He's a schmuck. Yeah, and he's I've like, got that written down too. He's like, Iris, why are you talking about yourself like you're the best friend instead of the leading lady in your own story? And you see the light bulb go off. And she's like, I have been in therapy for years. And my therapist (laughs) has never explained it to me in such a clear cut way. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're right. Everyone should be the leading lady in their own story for fuck's sake. Yeah. And it is a pivotal moment because she realizes how she has let herself be taken advantage of Mm -hmm. and take a back seat in her own story. And that's when she really starts making changes. And that arc is beautiful. Like, look at her growing. It was yeah. such a, like, huge moment. It, I loved it. It was really fun. Um, so, uh, I guess, then, then um, uh, uh, Cameron is like, all right. Amanda, Amanda goes back out with um, Mr. Watson. She and does. she decides. Well, she goes to the airport. Well, that, She's going to leave. She goes to the She's airport. She's going to come but, back but home. Then she comes, but he invites her to dinner. Right, which I said. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. that. So he invites her to dinner. She goes out and proceeds to get so drunk. Yes. That, uh, like, She's really hungover. Yes, but she is. Clearly, she's not hungover because people who are hungover do not look so poised and together as she is. Well, it's a day. movie. Yeah. It's a movie. She's right. a hot mess for her. Okay. But so she, she but she had decided she was going to go home. She like shows mm-hmm. up at the airport. She's got her tickets in hand and they're like going through her bags and she's like, she changes her mind. Comes back home and you see it changes to Jude Law going into the pub looking for his friends. He finds them and then he looks over and there's Cameron Diaz mm-hmm. sitting at another table with a glass of wine. And the next thing you know is the next morning. They wake up. And they did not have sex. They didn't. And she was like, we didn't. He's like, um, I don't have sex with unconscious women, which thank you, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> should be obvious that one doesn't mm-hmm. do that. But just the way he words it is like, um, yeah, no, where I come from. the old fashioned. Right. But no. <laughs> and so that was great. She stayed. He stayed because she asked him to. Yes. He's a gentleman because he wouldn't sleep with her because she passed the F out. Right. And I like that. And she thinks he's married because he's been getting phone calls from, right, from, from a girl. Or maybe dating. 
Well, yeah, she thinks he is otherwise committed because yeah. his phone rings when it's near her, and she picks it up to hand it to him and looks down at it and sees Olivia. And that happens another time, and it says, Sophia. And he's like, ooh, I got to take this. And she's like, fuck, okay. All right, even though I said I wasn't interested, obviously I'm kind of interested, <laughs> but it looks like he is otherwise occupied. You know, you can just see this yeah. happening in her head. Well... Yeah. Then they go out on this date. But they start going out because and they're like, look, you're here for two weeks. Let's just have a good time. Yeah. Let's get to know each other, hang out. Like, what do we have to lose? Well, they're both clearly falling in love with one another. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's really obvious. cute. I like when they're out at lunch. She's, it's like, so grilling him. Yes, and he's like, ugh. Am I in a job interview? Right. But yeah. it's just kind of her personality. But and they have such a fun date. They're, like, playing around, hide-and-go-seek, and being silly and goofy yeah. and just having a good time together. It's really wholesome and sweet. Yeah. And I like how uh, they asked, I guess he asked her if she cries, or she said she couldn't cry, and he said uh, he cries all the time. <laughs> and I totally believe him. Yes. Like, He's like, he does. I weep. Yeah. I am a weeper. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and, and, and in all honesty, I'm more sensitive these days. And like I, a, 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 a cute love story can can make me a little misty-eyed. Yes. Um, I, I love it. Yes. Um, well, then, because they're enjoying one another, and she is like, all right, damn it. you know, And you can see that she's struggling with herself, because she doesn't want to be involved in a relationship with someone who lives in a different country, but she can't help it. They're falling for one another, and again, it's very realistic and really genuine, and so she decides to surprise him and shows up at his house, wait. which... Wait. We're skipping. We're okay. skipping way far ahead. Okay, sorry. Sorry. We're not there yet. Sorry. Oh. We got to go back to L.A. Okay. We're back in L.A. We're back in L.A. And Nacho Libre. Nacho and Libre. Rose. Yes. Are. <laughs> yes. Nacho Libre and Rose. Are at dinner. Uh, because. The old men. They're yes. playing, pe not Pinochle, but they're having a, you know. They a are Hanukkah having, celebration. They're having a Hanukkah celebration with, um. Arthur, the older Jewish man, and several of his older Jewish friends. Yeah. And she, Iris, is, is hosting them for a dinner. And she's just having a blast. They're all trading stories about old school Hollywood. And Jack Black's character, Miles, shows up. And she invites him in and says, do you want to come, you know, chit-chat and hang out with us? And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. And then he's blown away because Arthur's such a big deal. And they just all hang out and have a blast. Yeah. Like, it's re it just looks like so much fun. Like, imagine sitting around the table with your grandparents when you're an adult and listening to them, like, trade war stories and talk about, you know, the good old days. It looked, like, super fun. Yeah. And then he's leaving, and he kisses her on the cheek. And he lingers a little and too long And he lingers, and then he, yeah, he kisses but her. But he doesn't get creepy about it. No, and he then he calls goes. himself out on it. He's like, oh, that was creepy. I kissed you twice, and I lingered. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to go now. Like, again, he has already established, too, and to all the men at dinner, that he's crazy about this chick that he's dating, and mm -hmm. she's an actress, and she's on location, because... Um, Arthur, the old dude, is looking at the two of them, the two young bucks, like, why aren't they together? Like, you can see the wheels turning. He's totally trying yeah. to ship them. Yep. And it's really cute. And he's like, well, if she's so awesome, why isn't she here with you tonight? And he's like, she's on location. She's shooting a film. She's an actress. And the old guys are kind of like, oh, no, seems a little sketchy. Yeah. And it That's is. fun. Because, in fact, she's cheating on him. 
she is. Yes, she is. She is um, lying to him and cheating on him. She's not on location anymore. No. And leading up to that scene where they went out to dinner, like he takes her, like uh, uh, Rose, out to the uh, the Iris, blockbuster. Stop Iris, her Rose. Sorry, Titanic. I know. Um, <clears throat> takes her out to blockbuster, and like goes through. I love it. It's just a really great. I think I've got written down here is this Jack Black's first serious role, and I think it, it might be. But it's a it's a fantastic role. He does Jack such Black. a great job. Like he's still got his spin on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. He's still very much Jack Black. Mm-hmm. And he and he's it's so good. It's such a great one. Um, oh, maybe uh, maybe High Fidelity might have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. but he was still a total crazy Jack Black goofball in that. And this, he's yeah. like, he's a, he's a love interest. He's a leading man, and he's never been like a leading man in a love story no. before. And and I really enjoy this. About he's great. Him. He's absolutely great. Yeah. So so then we 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 jump forward, uh, quite a bit because I got into watching the movie, so my notes start up where that's okay. Um, oh. No, so um, th- this is the this is like uh, we we've jumped all over the place, but this yeah. is where he finds out that his girlfriend was cheating on him. Yes, she sees him walking yeah. down after he they were eating sushi. Her, right, he sees her no, walk. Blockbuster. That's what it was. They're at Blockbuster. He looks out the window and sees his girlfriend yeah. kissing and smooching and walking uh. arm in arm with another man, and he goes out and confronts her, and there's a big blow up. And he's devastated and heartbroken. Now, granted, they've been together for like five months, he says. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still heartbroken and totally upset. And Iris's face when she's watching it, she's like, oh, no. So they go back to the house and the two of them, Jack Black and Iris, and they are commiserating. And they're talking about heartbreak and relationships. And he's like, why do I always fall for the bad girls? And she's, you know, giving him a pep talk and then... He hears her story, and he's giving her a pep talk. <laughs> and you can see them really bonding over yeah. this, like, shared heartbreak. Um, but, again, it's a very – it's still platonic. There's yeah. still no, like – I agree. I agree. Um, and I think that, like, a little bit later on when they're out at sushi and as she's trying to help Arthur get all exercised up, ready for this, like, presentation. Yeah, so Arthur, the old man who's a big deal in Hollywood – they're trying to give him some awards. Some big wigs in Hollywood major are trying award. to give him a, a major award. And he's blowing it off because he feels embarrassed because he has to walk with a walker. So yeah. Kate Winslet is like, oh, we're just going to get you in shape and you're enter, going to this award. Enter so, the exercise montage. Right. Exercise montage in the There's pool. a couple montages in this. There are. Yeah. But I got no problem with that. So anyway, <laughs> fast forward. And then we are... Yeah, so we're, we're back in Surrey. Right. Where... Um, uh, Amanda. Amanda. I was trying to think of the Shrek yes. name that she was. Princess Fiona. Fiona. Yes, right, sir. Right, right. She, so she's like, all right, that's it. I'm going to this handsome dude's house. Right. I really I'm like gonna, him. I'm gonna I got to s- figure this out. She goes and picks up some wine and some bread and cheese, a little charcuterie plate. She's got mm-hmm. a whole bag full of goodies. She's looking smoking hot in this cute outfit. She knocks on the door. He opens it, and he's like, whoa. And then, surprise, surprise, Two little girls poke their heads out. Come to find out, super hot guy is super hot dad, widowed dad to two adorable little girls. They are so precious, you can't even stand it. They are so sweet. 
Um, she's shocked and <laughs> because at first she's like, oh my gosh, are you married, divorced? And he's like, nope, widowed. So the girls invite her in and she gets to see him in his natural habitat as a father. And it's so sweet and it melts her heart and the girls fall in love with her and they're all hanging out. Yeah. Having a blast and it's so lovely and so sweet. And you can just see like the whatever little wall she had left up. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. She is she's she's all in. Yep. At that point. And I really like that. And they're talking about oh, the girls are so cute. They're talking about how uh no ladies come over and visit and the, the the scene in the, the we never have grown ups who are girls come over. <laughs> yes. It's so oh cute. They're so adorable. <laughs> and then the the little tent that they made and they're yes. laying in there looking up at the stars and it's precious. They're called the Three Musketeers and that's what uh, uh, Princess Fiona's parents and her called the, her themselves before they their uh, her parents split up. So just a Tugging wonderful on all the heartstrings. Yep, wonderful little. Um, uh, a connection there yeah, definitely. That I really liked. It was a very thoughtful little touch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're obviously in love and trying to figure out what's happening. Yep. Then we go back to L.A. We and, go back to L.A. Um, we're, a lot of the focus of the story is on, at this point, is Kate Winslet trying to get Arthur ready for this event, and she's going to be his date, and he's like, okay, great. Things are going swimmingly. And then what happens? Fuck face McGee. Oh, Douchebag yeah. Jasper uh-huh. shows up at the fucking house in yeah. L.A. And she's like, what? And she's deliriously happy to see him. And he comes in. And he's like, I just missed you. I had to be here. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like snuggling on the couch. And then he says, maybe we can get away another time together. And then it dawns on her. Wait. Are you still engaged? Are you still going to marry what's her face? And he says, "Yes." And she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. She thought that he came to see her because he wanted to be with her. But no, he wants her to be his side chick. Yeah. He wants her to be the side piece. And she's like, at that point you see the last wall, the last bit of her being in love with him shatters and she says, "That's it." I didn't think it could happen, but I am miraculously no longer in love with you. That's it. Get the fuck out. She She gave him him his manuscript. Yes. Told him to get the fuck out, that she was free. And it was such a liberating moment. It's really cool. It was great. It's exactly what you want to see. Mm -hmm. And then that frees her up to then attend Arthur's thing big event but, as his date um, nacho libre had to run off and see his ex because she wanted to see him she wanted him and, back. and he was supposed to be there in in the front row mm-hmm. as well but i think he was providing some music as yeah, well he I, wrote I, a song yeah he wrote a song mm-hmm. um so like she goes and arthur's all like chump like jumping up the stairs like a spry young man <laughs> that's so sweet and and uh and nacho shows up and it's great. Yes. And he's like, it's over. I saw her. We chit-chatted. We talked, whatever. He told her to fuck off. He was done. And he's really looking at Iris for the first time, like really looking at her. And he goes, hey, what are you doing for New Year's? Do you have a date? <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, I'll be back in London. And he goes, I- I've never been. I've never been to England. 
if I get over there, would you be my date? And she just gives him a huge smile and is like, that's lovely. That sounds great. So now they're together. Awesome. Or they're going to be together. They're, yeah. they're now mm-hmm. have made it known to each other that they're interested, um, which is great. And then we get back to Surrey and Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, oddly, I mean, obviously madly in love. And he tells her, I'm in love with you. And she freaks out and doesn't say it back, doesn't know what to do. And um, she's like, we know that this isn't going to work. We live in different countries. And so she leaves to go back home, to go to the airport. And he's left there bawling, crying, sobbing. And she tells the driver, never mind, turn around. And she goes running back to him and says, I might as well just stay here through New Year's. Like, I'm going to stay another week. And it's so sweet. And she's crying. Yes. She started crying. She can finally Uh cry. She's finally crying. And and then he's crying. And everybody's crying. Everybody's crying. (laughs) They're all happy. And then the next thing you know is fast forward to New Year's Eve. And they're all having a big dinner party together. Jack Black and Kate Winslet and... Cameron Diaz and Jude Law and the little girls are yeah. all having a big New Year's Eve celebration together in England. And what I love, and I pointed this out to you when we watched it, is you know that they're together. The couples are now established. But it doesn't wrap it up with a tidy little bow. You don't know how are they going to make this work. Is nope. someone going to move? Are they going to, like, what's going to happen? You don't know, but it doesn't matter because they're all happy and they're all trying to fuck. They're going to fucking figure it out, whatever that means for them. Yeah. Well, so I think that endings like that and perhaps even with Love Actually um, end in such a way that allows the viewer to um, carry the story on. Yeah. Use your imagination. What do you think is going to happen? You know, I mean, that kind of way. In in some ways, it's frustrating because we don't want to be the author's. <laughs> We don't want to author the ending of the story yes. ourselves. We yes. want, we want you want somebody some closure. Else. But sometimes, <laughs> when somebody else tells that ending, it's incredibly disappointing. True, you know. So I like to think that they all made it work out. Mm-hmm. They're all together still. Yes, and happy. I agree. And that's what happened in my head. Cameron watched these two young girls grow up and uh-huh. want to become a goth punk singer <laughs> stop it <laughs> so we had to look up the little girls like where are they now because they're so cute and one of them indeed the youngest one is now a, a goth chick yeah, yeah. singer in a band um, yeah. still adorable yeah but yes i i like that it ended this way it just ended on a happy note without it being like all wrapped up nice and neat yeah. i'm okay with that it's good mm-hmm. i liked it this this while I think also this is not necessarily a Christmas movie. Oh, this is a Christmas movie. I think that it is. It is. It I is. I think it is. There are lessons learned here. Ooh, perhaps not Christmas, but holiday because yeah, we well, do it's have the holiday. Yes. Right. right. And they celebrate Hanukkah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they talk way more about Hanukkah and New Year's than they do actually do Christmas. Yeah. They, they do. don't really talk about Christmas. But so yes, it is a holiday movie. There you go. And it's lovely. Whereas the other movie was only... Right. It was supposed to be a Christmas movie. was supposed to be a Christmas movie that was not 
a Christmas movie. But this movie clearly has more love, more character, more development, more growth. Yes. And every, this, we've talked about this and I've said it before, every single main character in this has growth. Even Arthur, the old man, grows because when he walks into that auditorium and sees, he gets a standing ovation from these hundreds of people in Hollywood who are enamored of, enamored of him and he grows like he stops being like sad bastard grumpy dude the old man right and yeah. like you know he he grows and he learns and they all do they all grow and is it a little far fetched to think that in 2 weeks time all of this can happen yeah sure it is well that's why it's a movie right but i buy it i totally buy yeah. it that's why we're allowed to have let our imaginations yes um take Take the reins yes. on that one, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yes, so my summation is that love actually is actually bullshit because mm-hmm. it's faux romance that is. is not um, endearing. It's not romantic. It's not. It's. Um, I think it's, it's written gross. for single guys. I don't think that it's written or for... incels. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You took it there. Men's rights no, activists. It is meant to be romantic. It's not written, again, it is written from the male gaze, but he is not trying to um, attract men into it. I, he, I think he genuinely thinks the, these are romantic love stories, and it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, and then, no, and The Holiday is a genuinely lovely, fun, sweet, funny, romantic comedy it's great i think what i like most about the holiday is that we have the women's perspectives uh, front and center absolutely not that the men's perspective is any less valued no or 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 presented it's there in detail right but and there but there are strong women characters that are not just props correct I like that a lot. And they're still they and, still have plenty of faults. It's not like mm-hmm. oh they're perfect. They fuck up and they make mistakes yeah. and they they make no bones about that. It's not like oh this is all perfect. It's just that it, it's more realistic and their characters are more developed. I agree. Um thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Definitely. We'll so, watch it again really soon. Probably. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes. All right. Um what are we going to do next? Uh Gosh, I don't know. We could do Die Hard versus Gremlins. Nah, not very interesting. All right. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Home Alone versus. It, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be holiday movies. That holiday we're movies. Yeah, but because it's the tis the season. Tis the season. I don't know, guys. We'll figure it out. I'm not sure. All right. <laughs> well, stay tuned for the next one, and Thanks. enjoy. <laughs>